Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We love the festival. Hello and welcome to the Yonder Podcast. This is a companion podcast to the Yonder Festival that was held in November 2019. Each week we're going to be bringing you interviews with the people who attended, the people who performed and the people who brought us the Yonder Festival. And now let's talk to Lincoln Savage, the man behind the Yonder Festival, and Nina Everson, the brains behind the Kunst Club, one of the late night attractions. So keep listening and let's get ready to go back to Yonder. back with the Yonder podcast and this week we have the brains behind Yonder. We have uh, Lincoln Savage here. How are you, Lincoln? I'm doing well, mate. How are you? Look, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm escaping the heat, which is ideal, uh, but I'm very excited to talk to you and kind of get this podcast started about, uh, about Yonder Festival. Yeah, it's really exciting and thanks so much for putting the time into recording these. Yeah, no problem. It's been, it has been a pleasure and I assume that it's going to continue being a pleasure. Uh, so let's talk, let's talk Yonder Festival. What is it? Okay, so <laughs> Yonder, Yonder is a multi-arts, multi-day camping music and arts festival um, with kind of an equal focus on all art forms, so music, visual art, performance. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there was there were a lot of uh, a lot of um, musicians and bands playing, but there were also heaps of visual artists there, and with their it's set up on their triangular um, their their mural spaces, which was awesome. Yeah, that's right. There's a partnership with the Brisbane Street Art Festival, so we're able to engage with them for infrastructure and programming to have a pretty strong visual art program. Yeah, great. So why 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 are you so invested and interested in in creating this this festival space for people? Um, I mean, I've, I've been doing projects like this uh, for maybe like eight to ten years now, and um, and Yonder is kind of a, a culmination of that as a, an outdoor format. Yeah, awesome. So and when it comes to why the multidisciplinary is is there is there some sort of like a i guess formula that you're you're trying to achieve or is it just to yeah. give everyone a voice yeah the, the the core of it is um bringing together artists and audiences mm. awesome so and so we were the festival is held just outside of imble uh and on on a creek which is Great, everyone loved the creek, <laughs> um, which was great to uh, to uh, to escape the heat. Um, when it came to like setting up the festival space, how like what what did you have to take in consideration? Because there's obviously a great variety of acts and and artists that are going to be there. Uh, when it when it came to like organizing the space and and seeing that everyone was catered for, how how did that kind of 
play out? I mean, there's, there's, sort of, there's two, I guess, very different parts to that. One is the infrastructure and logistics of putting yeah. something like that together, which is uh, quite a big undertaking. And then the other side is the curatorial approach. Yeah, yeah. So um, are, you, are you heavily involved in, in either one or the other, or is it kind of uh, everything in for you? Like, are you the person... Yeah, so I'm sort of responsible for overseeing both of those elements of the festival, yeah. Yeah, cool, awesome. Um, so when when you started forming the ideas for Yonder and how, how does it go about, how do you, how do you curate something like Yonder? Because obviously there is, it's such a broad spectrum um, and there were so many different and varied artists there. Like it was amazing just to chat to all these different people. How How do you approach curating something that is well at least seems to be so broad mm. i mean the 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 core focus of the festival is supporting and providing opportunities for emerging artists it's yeah. quite small budgets are quite small so you know we, we we are unable to program more established larger names yeah yeah uh so it kind of it, it's just a, it's a space where Emerging artists, they are keen to reach new audiences and, and play on an outdoor festival stage. Some yeah, of these absolutely. artists may not have had the chance to play on an outdoor festival stage because there, you know, there, there is few festivals and few slots to play at those. So. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I mean, so we'll just flag that we're, we're having this conversation just after uh, Yonder's all kind of wrapped up and we're decompressing and we're kind of moving moving on into <laughs> into the next few weeks. Uh, so h- how is that process for you? Is there a big um, decompression or is the work kind of flow on through the next couple of weeks for you? There's a, well, there's a bit of admin to do yeah. and, then, and then a bit of a break until um, you know, we've recovered to think about next year. But it's, it's, it's a huge amount of work. It's quite intense. Like there's nothing in my life I've ever done that is as hard well, and I can as challenging imagine, as yeah. it. But same thing i think on the flip side the reward there is quite great but you know like our our team have to stay on the days <laughs> afterwards packing everything down dismantling all the structures and managing all that side of things which yeah. you know the audience doesn't see but it does <laughs> it does take a lot of work for us and and quite a bit of downtime afterwards to recover from yeah because there's a couple of weeks beforehand that you're kind of up at the site establishing everything and putting everything in its place, right? Yeah. I mean, we have an amazing team. There's a, there's a really great team around the festival mm. that everyone shares the same values and we all work together. And um, in, in some ways, the build week going out there before the festival is as rewarding as the festival itself. Yeah, Because yeah. of the, the relationships that get built and the bonds that get built between the people that... Yeah, it's awesome. Share yeah. That, yeah. So, yeah, you kind of uh, team build before the festival and you have your own little... Uh, your, your own little building festival. Totally, and it's such a beautiful part of the world. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that, the, the hills, especially where you have that big yonder sign up, is just so picturesque, mm. um, it, it, like especially uh, early morning and late afternoon. Mm, yeah. Sunset and sunrise are mm. magical. <laughs> so how did you, um, I mean, the, the actual land and, and the space where it is, how did that come to be picked for the festival? Is that... Uh, is, is that something that you've, uh, like, you had to scout out or is it, because I, I know you've you've done similar spaces before. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm constantly looking at opportunities and and we met the owners of the property, um, you know, a year or so prior and they, they were really open to it. You know, it's, it's a 
it's a privately owned farm. Yeah. And yeah. the family that own it are some of the loveliest people I've ever met. And they just, you know, jumped in, <laughs> said yes, and we did it, and they, they loved it. Excellent. And, and, and yeah. now we're, we've built quite a strong relationship with them. That's um, great, yeah. Personally as well as yeah. professionally. Excellent. And and so they are were that were they around on the weekend or were they uh, they just kind of enjoy watching from afar? No, they're very much a part of it. Oh, awesome. Uh, That's great. Brian, uh one of the landowners, he really enjoys the Kunst Club. And, nice. <laughs> and he was there later than I was one night. <laughs> well, that that is and so the Kunst Club, uh for those of you who don't know it or weren't at the festival is is an after hours or the only kind of after hours uh, venue at the, at the festival. So it runs from 11 to 3, is that correct? 11 to 5. 11 yeah. to 5, yeah. Um, and it's kind of a, an immersive themed nightclub. Yeah, yeah. The, the idea came about uh, providing a place for people who wanted to party later into the evening. Yeah. So the shipping container is soundproofed, which means yeah. that it doesn't disturb <laughs> the campus so much. That was yeah. the original concept. And then Nina Everson has then, you know, contributed to building quite a great concept around what that project is yeah great and it's it's a, it's a really interesting idea um and a, a real point of difference I, I think for for just kind of regular i guess regular festival entertainment is to have that have that themed after hours thing it's not not just a dj in a in a soundproof yeah yeah it's very theatrical and it, and it plays on ted's piss take on bergheim and yeah, those kinds yeah. of things so it's a bit of fun <laughs> awesome. So, uh, so this is just after the event. Like, have you have you had um, uh, like a good response? Like, have have artists reached out or anything? Yeah, incredible response from all, from the audience and and the artists as well. You know, we we put a lot of effort in and built on all our previous experience doing other festivals yeah, in the past yeah. to to try and you know do the best we possibly could. And so far, the feedback is extremely positive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know that you must get this question all the time. What was the highlight of the festival for you personally? Was there an act or was there an experience or because I know that I saw you buzzing about on <laughs> the the whole time, so I know you saw a lot of different things yeah i mean i'm 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 in a pretty you know I'm very grateful for the position I'm in that I get to program and engage with so many amazing artists yeah absolutely so trying to trying to pick something when I've you know been for the last twelve months programming this thing yeah, it's yeah. hard to pick one thing that stands <laughs> a standout because i'm you know i really really enjoyed so much of it um but for me really it is bringing people together yeah and and that that is the baseline the the arts is 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 kind of it facilitates that in a way and supports mm. that but just seeing so many people being so comfortable in them in themselves and engaging with people and the art in such an open supportive way is is definitely my, my highlight yeah, absolutely. And it was like just walking around talking to people, it was, there was never a time that people were not receptive to having a chat, just talking about who they are, what they're going to do, what's happening. It was really open and, and really kind of receptive to interaction and, and communication. Um, I'm going to say one of the highlights for me was actually the Welcome to Country um, that was performed on the on the Friday mm. um, just before the Ancient Bloods uh, said uh, so obviously there is uh, a bit of a, a a conscious effort to include um, First Nations and Indigenous Australians in mm. there would can you uh, talk us through like how how that uh, played out and how that interaction well um, I mean yeah we're very privileged you know with what we have here yeah absolutely in, in, in this country and I think there's a lot that we can do and and 
my personal direction on this is trying to form the festival and, and how we operate by putting Indigenous people first where possible. Yeah. And also trying to program Indigenous arts being Indigenous-led. Yeah. So, you know, we have a First Nations producer, Alethea Beetson, who basically takes over that program. Yep. And, and, and we take advice from her on the best way to do this. And, you know, she's connected us with Ani Bev. Yeah, um, yeah. And Alethea's actually also Cubby Cubby, so the lands on which the festival is held. Right, yeah, okay. So yeah. we're really grateful that we have, you know, be able to engage with a local person. Yeah, that's really great. And, and uh, like, that's the thing, like, going in, uh, going in, uh, I think I did flag with you before I, before I, uh, went to the festival this would be my first festival and it was really really inclusive and really interesting um especially like i found my new favorite artist at the festival uh delene briscoe she played on on the thursday evening and it was uh so i i have uh down i i have bought all of her albums and <laughs> followed yeah, her on spotify i mean no, we were that she came on board last minute because of yeah, the yeah. Pull out, but pretty incredible to have someone you know a superstar like yeah, absolutely. And, and the work that she's done for First Nations artists is, is quite incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the in- inclusivity is, is something that the festival is really trying to build around. And the whole team, as, as well as myself, is learning constantly about yeah, how to improve yeah. these things for people. And that's, that's for First Nations artists. It's for LGBTQI. It's for gender diversity. Yeah, absolutely. Everything we can kind of do and, and learn from and reaction we, we try to, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, so I guess what is in the future for Yonder? Like, uh, is there is there different things you're going that you're looking towards uh, involving? Are, are there people that you want to kind of reach out or people to reach out to you um, uh, for for 2020 and beyond? Yeah, we we'll, we'll spend the next few weeks into January, kind of just assessing and going through feedback. Yeah, across the board from the audience and the artists and the team and the volunteers. To try and figure out, you know, what worked and what didn't, and then and then start building the 2020 program. But, <laughs> you know, I just see that you see the ghost of all that work just cross <laughs> your eyes there. <laughs> well, it's I don't know, it's not work for me. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's something far more than that. Excellent. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, well, thank you very much. Like uh, for the opportunity and for the work that you do put into it, it was definitely a great experience for me, uh, personally and, and the people that I have spoken to so far definitely seem to agree. Um, where can people, obviously you have your website. Um, so people can reach out, reach out there. Is there anywhere else that you would like, uh, people to, who want to learn more about what Yonder and Yonder is? Yeah. The best place is the website and you can sign up to the email. Um, subscription list there and social media as well of course yeah and of course this podcast will be coming out fortnightly talking to artists uh and performers who were at at the festival and and doing their thing uh talking to them about their festival experience and what they do outside so uh check in and we'll probably get you back at some point um just have another check in and and uh see how everything's going sounds great thank you so much thank you Hello. Uh, with me here is Nina, the brain and power behind the Kunst Club um, that will be at Yonder this year. So we're recording this a couple of weeks before 
Yonder Festival. Uh, so Nina is in the midst of really setting it up. So you've got two weekends left to go and then a few days straight yeah. at Yonder. Yeah, all the prep is coming. It's about to hit. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the first thing we should kind of lay down for the people who are listening is what exactly is the Kunst Club? So the Kunst Club is a interactive nightlife venue. It's basically like the nightlife district of Yonder in a way, if you want to put it that way. So the only venue open after 1am and it's open right till 5am. So after all the stages shut, it's the last place pumping and it goes off. So you, you, you draw all the, all the night owls into Oh, into yeah. The all the nocturnal <laughs> beings that are like smushed on the floor, we scoop them up and take them. Um, yeah, and like the reason I say it's interactive is because the whole Kunst Club is themed. So every year it has a different theme and that theme is visible in like the curation, the design, like the set design of the whole club as well as um, the characters we have throughout the club. So when you go in... You're greeted by people in character who are in character to the theme right, and you can yeah, interact yeah. with them throughout the entire night, all night. So, I want to just kind of clarify, is the theme a secret? No, it's not. Okay. It's just been announced. <laughs> so, um, this year the theme is a cult. The Kunst Club cult. All right, I like it. Yeah, and I can give it all away because people are going to be um, listening to this, yes, this after will be well it's already after happened. It's but yeah. basically, when you go in... Um, Instead of like a normal club door, it's going to be a confessional. So you go into a confessional and you get greeted by priests and you have to confess your sins to get in. And only sinners get into the Kunst Club. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So you've got to be naughty. And uh, then kind of the beer garden area is like an outdoor church in a way, like with a preacher's stand and stuff. Right, yep. So with a pulpit. Yeah. Yeah. there's going to be some divorces happening there because marriages are happening in the day <laughs> elsewhere, course, at yeah. the, elsewhere at yeah, the sanctuary yeah. of seduction. So at night you can get divorced in the Kunst Club. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got one room that's like a big banquet feast table with cult leaders all around the side. And then there's also a dance floor and an indoor smokers area and stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And so all of those characters, interactive um, and in these spaces, it's uh, like uh, there, there are dance floors yeah, so, interspersed. So basically the main feature of the Kunst Club is the dance floor is a huge 12-foot shipping container. Right. Nice. And so that's the dance floor. The banquet room, that's also a smaller shipping container and the rest is all built off with ply. And so the characters kind of like walk around all through. Um, so how, how big is this place? Is it uh, um, <laughs> like the size of four... 12-foot shipping containers, maybe a little bit bigger than that, you know? Okay, like, if yeah, I'm just thinking yeah. comparatively of, like, comparing the dance floor. But, yeah, it's quite big. It's, like, four distinct spaces, yeah. Yeah. And so you've done this this uh, performative thing before with different themes? Yeah. So last year the theme was a casino. Okay, yeah. Um, and we had a big twister room that was, like, a game room. The year before that it was a hotel We've also had it as like the afterlife and because okay, it awesome. was like yeah, the yeah. last thing open in the festival. So <laughs> it's like after you've ascended. Um, yeah, so there's been some different themes, yeah. Okay, and so like you said, like this is, this is uh, you get all the creatures of the night mm, in, into, the, into yeah. the Kunst Club. Um, how, how do you... Will, will you and your characters kind of sleep during the day and yeah. then... <laughs> that's a good question. Because <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, that's a rough schedule at the festival. Yeah, well, so um, all the actors and dancers, they only do one night each. 
So, okay, like, I'll yeah. schedule them on, like, hey, you're on Saturday night. Because it is open from 11 till 5 a.m. So, yeah. that's a really, like, intense yeah. shift to do the whole festival. It means they basically miss the festival. Me and my management team, we do the full thing. So, for me, it would look like, yeah, setting up Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, setting up, maybe see a little bit of the festival in the afternoon, then try and get some rest. And then I'm there until, like, 5.30 in the morning. Then I sleep until maybe... 3 p.m. the oh, next day. The life get of up an and artist. have yeah, get up and have <laughs> breakfast when everyone else is starting to gear up. Um, maybe see one act and then go back and kind of get ready to switch on again. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So I, I guess my question is like how how did you kind of come up with this concept of like a themed interactive yeah. nightclub? Um I'm massively inspired by other festivals um, such as Glastonbury and Dark Mofo. So I had been going to Glastonbury for a really long time in my life. Like the first time I went, I was like 13 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, uh, the nightlife districts there are the same, but on a much higher scale and bigger (laughs) in production where it's kind of like they theme a whole district and within that all the stage production of each stage is themed as well. And I remember being in an area called Block 9, which is like – made up like it's the meatpacking district of New York. So, Uh, and then within that there was like a gay club and then within that there was a peep show room. And I just love the subversiveness of like, you're in a festival. No, you're in the meatpacking district of New York. No, New York. No, you're in a gay club. (laughs) No, you're in a peep show. Like I love that, like, um, that layering secrets within secrets. secrets. And dark, dark mofo is the first festival I've seen do that in Australia since I saw that in Glastonbury, which I really liked, but that's where I kind of like got my inspiration from. Cause with the Kunst club, I wanted to be like, yeah, I'm in the festival. Wait, no, I'm in a shipping container. Wait, no, the shipping container is a club. Wait, no, the club. (laughs) Now I'm in a cult. What the fuck? Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, I, I guess has the, has the layout or the setup, evolved much or is it just really the theme and the and the talent that changes uh it's evolved in that it's gotten better (laughs) because the first year it was literally just a shipping container in a smokers area built off the side with ply yeah and then eventually the smokers area and ply and build and as like we got more materials and accumulated more materials every year we could make the spaces bigger and bigger and essentially add it like eventually add a second room and then last year we were donated a second shipping container so we could awesome, make a yeah. um, new room out of that, which just was the Twister Room, or this year it's the Banquet Room. So, yeah, it's evolved quite organically, really, in that way. And the team has also evolved organically. Like, the first year it was, like, literally just me and, like, three other <laughs> girls who were, like, dancing around. Yeah, yeah. And that almost killed me to run in a <laughs> club by myself. Um and then another guy came on after that and then we had like a management team of two which is still insane and intense and if anyone's run a club they'll know that that's just like we are absolutely insane to do that um but after that second year I feel like people saw what we were going for and they like understood the concept and they were like oh I actually get this I get, get what they're going for and get around it so since then so many people have reached out and like last year really it felt like the full fruit fruition where it was just like a massive collaboration of so many people who got around what we were doing yeah that's great yeah yeah to to see the support from the people who are enjoying it as well yeah yeah because it's hard to translate it off the bat like hey i want to make a club out of a shipping container that's a hotel (laughs) and trust me it's gonna look good it's gonna look good everyone's like "Mm." everything (laughs) looks fine at 3 a.m in the morning yeah exactly (laughs) when you the music's going and you've got the lights it's it looks perfect (laughs) so i guess 
do you do things like this outside of the festival? Do you no? Um, so you're not you're not a nightclub manager or an no, event manager. I'm a big party girl, but um, I hadn't run events before this. It, this was like way to throw yourself in. Yeah, the I definitely <laughs> did dive in deep really quickly. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I guess. How how do you kind of find inspiration for the Kunst Club? So obviously mm. there's the theme and uh, and there's uh, I guess the things that go along with that. How do you do? You just kind of find inspiration and then run with it, or is there a bit more of a yeah, deliberation? I think, I think it's a definitely inspiration hits through like collaboration at the moment, like bouncing off people. Um, like once I've settled on a theme, for example the cult this year um i'll run that off some people like my venue manager my sister who's like my like costume assistant (laughs) um (laughs) the most important the most important um like people in my close circle and just bounce off ideas like oh wouldn't it be sick if we had a confessional oh we should put in coffins and and like you g each other up and then from those ideas you have there you look at like what's actually feasible and what would actually work in that setting um especially in a club setting because like you said it's like at at night people are absolutely at their most wasted so you've got to think of like what needs the least um supervision (laughs) and control to work which is like for example when we were looking at a game room last year we're like what kind of game room and then twister was the best because you literally don't need to do anything chess is probably not a great exactly (laughs) like anything with pieces it's like throw that out the door (laughs) just put a spinner they get it it's literal like (laughs) Put it, <laughs> make it as easy for people to understand as possible. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And so you, and then you kind of manufacture the props and the costumes. Yeah, and yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's really, really interesting. And so, how do you find this fits into a festival setting? Is this is the is the one a.m. to five a.m. time slot? Is that kind of integral to what the project is? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think because it. There's two advantages of it being in a festival and also of the time. The fest, It being a festival means that the kind of people you have coming through are a really broad spectrum of people with different genres of taste. And um, it may not, nece- not necessarily be like party goers and clubbers. Of course, yeah. um, and so one of my favourite things is it's throwing a lot of people who – may not necessarily like like the valley at all and I don't blame them I hate the valley <laughs> um into a kind of quasi club setting and realizing that they like love it yeah um and also it allows people to kind of release a bit more I guess yeah I guess yeah because it is kind of a fantastic setting it's late at yeah. night there's not a lot of I, I guess mm. the whole idea them, is like yeah. less chin stroking, more dancing, yeah, and that's yeah. with the interactivity. It's not just like going into a club that's like sponsored by Smirnoff at Splendor or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's absolutely. not that. It's not got that stale kind of. Oh, the stages are closed. We'll go to this kind of thing. People kind of build up to the Kunz Club because you know it's going to be a full sensory overload, and that's really what I wanted to make it for. Is like me being into electronic music myself. I'm also extremely hyperactive and I have a really low attention span, which is like really typical of our generation. And so I want to kind of be force fed it. So I don't have that kind of anxiety in the back of my mind of, Oh, is there something better I could be doing right now? Is it, is there a better conversation I could be having? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, should I be having another drink to 
fit in the empty space that's kind of been created in my night in this festival and the Kunst Club's there to go there is no space this is exactly where you need to be this is what the fun is (laughs) yeah the whole festival is just a funnel leading to the yeah exactly (laughs) and like for some people it's too intense and like fair as like some people are more chillers and some people are more guns to the wall blazing so it's um, it's not everyone's cup of tea but what I do like about it is that um, for the people who may be more on the fence, I feel like it's a much more accessible environment than others. I, I think especially having that themed and interactive aspect, mm. it, it opens up the experience to someone who isn't yeah. isn't into just a rave electronic music and dancing in confined spaces. It opens it up to more of a... I guess more of uh, an experience. Yeah. It also makes yeah. it stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the, what that does is because I, I say, like, you know, it's going to be a cult and you're going to confess, but they might not even make you confess. They could be like, oi, do an interpretive dance to get in. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, some yeah. drunk person's having to, I don't know, <laughs> do a little interpretive dance about how they feel at that moment. So it's, it's a massive piss take on itself and it's super sarcastic, the whole thing. And I think that really makes people let their guard down. The first year I did it, I didn't understand that element, the like the importance of sarcasm and um, cheekiness so much. Right. And as yeah. I've pushed it more in that like camp direction, um, people have really responded. I feel I feel like it's just um, yeah, take the piss out of yourself before others can. So, um, <laughs> do you find that you have the same people coming back night after night, or is oh, it kind yeah. of filtering <laughs> through the whole festival? Well. We've last year, particularly, the line was like over a hundred people, so it couldn't really filter through because once people were in there, they were like, I am staying yep. here. I'm here um, for the full hours. And like the line would be like 50 when we just opened because people knew it was going to get long, so they wanted to get in. Um, this year at Yonder, I think the line will be a little less intense, right? Um, because the festival's a bit smaller this year, but um. Yeah, de- people definitely are like in night after night. Last year there was even a couple who were like, "We got our, me- we like got engaged the year before, and we're here on our honeymoon, and we love the Kunz Club." And it's like their honeymoon was munching in the Kunz Club. So that's okay, funny. Yeah, well that that is that, that's, that, that is amazing. Yeah. Um. I, I guess yeah. So not only do you have people coming back night after night, but year after year. Yeah. 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 That's that's really interesting. Um. Do you have? Is there is there much like uh feedback on the different themes or do people just kind of there to enjoy yeah what, what is kind there? of there to enjoy I mean because like that's good the themes yeah. I mean they look a bit different and maybe like the puns in the vernacular might be a bit different but it's got the same attitude yeah like okay. the between <laughs> the hotel and the casino I don't know like this year will actually be a little bit more different because it is a bit deeper and darker and creepier with the cult but we're still going to have so much fun with it it's not going to be like Sinister. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I and I guess that's that's another thing I wanted to ask about is kind of the tone that you said. You you have said that it's all mm. very sarcastic, but mm. um it is kind of camp horror this year. Yeah, yeah. Which I personally love. Like that's one of my <laughs> favorite genres. Uh <laughs> so um I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the actual performers and the or and the performances performances of the people who are guiding people into and through the club yeah how how um i guess how much in control are they like is it oh not at all (laughs) so they're kind of there to enjoy it yeah it's very free form i think um i think i learned quite quickly that it's best to um let go on the 
I call them like the Kunst Club residents on the yes, Kunst Club yeah. residents and yeah. let them um, find their own groove. Like the first year we did it, it, we had this idea that everyone was going to speak in a German accent and that already made it so much harder for some people who didn't <laughs> nail a German accent. Do you know what I mean? But um, I like the versatility within the Kunst Club residences that you might get someone who's like super deadpan and really like... <laughs> deadpan humor and then someone who's like extremely flamboyant and so you and your friend have completely different experiences yeah, even yeah, though you absolutely. just went through the same thing i mean like even i miss standing behind the desk just watching for a little bit the different scenarios like it went from yeah te- making someone do an interpretive dance to pretending that people had firearms on them and arresting them and stuff like it can go in any spectrum kind of depending on what that person is feeling and i like that freedom that you never it's like a mixed well yeah i can imagine that the people attending also are like their experience is a truly unique experience it also means when you go out to the toilet and come back in you're gonna have a different experience every time (laughs) otherwise if it was like the same line coming in it would like lose its jazz pretty quickly <laughs> <laughs> i mean so what is what is involved in a rehearsal is it just kind of a sit-down meeting say these are yeah. the themes this is the kind of thing that we're going for um yeah um so i do a promo video every year that mm-hmm. introduces the festival to the theme um and as part of that i kind of need to get everyone fitted with the costumes and the process of filming that promo video that g- generally people get it from there yeah because filming it is also filming the attitude and then obviously the weekend of the festival i have a walkthrough in the kunst club the morning before and make sure everyone's across like the actual proper logistics of it but i i generally try and leave it up to them yeah yeah that's great it just means you have to source people well (laughs) i guess yeah i guess (laughs) the problem with anything is finding finding yeah exactly it's like that's what really is the kick of the casting. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, this is this is a bit of a passion project for yeah, you, yeah, massively. Um, and you're you're keen to keep doing it year on, yeah, year we'll on see. Out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, so this is is this is Kunst going to like keep on evolving, keep on changing, or do you think you're going to find find something like a level? Or, or, or a size that suits the Kunst attitude and, and yeah. vibe. Definitely this, I think, I don't think um, in Yonder particularly, the Kunst Club will evolve much further than where it is now because last year with the size we were and the amount of rooms and spaces we had and the kind of maze effect, mm. this year going into it's the first year where I didn't want to add another room on. Okay, yeah. And I was yeah. just kind of like, no, that actually worked perfectly. I think we'll just leave it there. Um yeah, in in terms of size and scale, I think it's at like the sweet spot right now where it's still intimate but still has that kind of maze like quality yeah. where there's different spaces to explore. You can still kind of get caught in one spot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, um I guess I think thank you for joining us. Like, thanks, thanks <laughs> no you are my first interview, oh, so nice. uh, I hope it hasn't been too scary and I haven't been haven't foiled it too much. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so good luck with the setup and, thank and you. good luck. With, with, <laughs> I, I look forward to attending at least once. I am a night owl, but I'm not a club person, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> There's something for everybody. <laughs> Absolutely, I look forward to uh, confessing my personal sins. Yeah, um, because it's been. 
a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if people want to find out more about uh, Kunst or you personally, where, where would you like to send them? Um, Kunst Club has a Facebook and an Instagram. It's just simply Kunst Club. So Kunst is art in German, just for people who don't know. That was meant to be like an homage, but not many people get it. Anyway, um, and club is spelled with a K, so Kunst Club. And I'm Mina Everson. Excellent. Well, we'll <laughs> attempt uh, to put all those links in the in the show notes and in in uh, the episode notes as well. And yeah, so uh, good luck with the festival, and Thank I look so forward much. to uh, coming to the Kunst Club. Thanks. Okay. See you soon. For the Yonder Podcast this week. Join us in another fortnight where we'll be talking to more of the people of the Yonder Festival, and we'll continue doing that all year until the next festival arrives and we have even more people to talk to. Thank you to the Yonder Festival for helping us put this together, and we'll see you in a fortnight's time. Objectively be bad? Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm James Keogh. And on our new podcast, My Songs Suck, we talk to writers and musicians who share with us some of their earlier, less good content and reflect on how far they've come. If you want to get in on the fun, head to That's Not Canon Productions or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you use. My Songs Suck, because everyone makes mistakes. Just make sure you record them. That's not kind of productions podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.